Welcome to On Uninformed. I'm Sean Seavey. Each week, On Uninformed helps you in being connected to the world around you so you don't feel so dumb around your smart friends. This week, we're talking about a toilet innovation which is making a huge impact for those living in slums in India. But before we jump into the show, I want to make sure that you stay tuned after the interview. I have an exciting announcement. No, I'm, I'm not getting married, but it's still pretty cool news. Anyway, this week we're talking about an organization which has completely revitalized underdeveloped communities in India. The organization's name is SAPID, and they oversee the development of several slums in the outskirts of Hyderabad, India. Over the years, they've been implementing gardens, providing bore wells, and the initiative I'm most interested in is they're building bio-friendly toilets. I first met with SAPID in 2011 when I went to India with a volunteer organization called Help International to introduce the concept of soilets. And soilets are toilets that break down waste using earthworms. After completing the project in 2011, we had built five soilets, and when I returned to Hyderabad five years later, the community had over 150 of these soilets. So there's no doubt, a huge part of the soilet's success was SAPID. So joining me from Hyderabad, India, is Dr. Mira Kader, the founder and director of SAPID. We'll be talking about what it takes to completely turn around a community by implementing things like the Soylent, and why SAPID has often outperformed even the government of India in implementing sustainable change. Dr. Mira, welcome to Un Uninformed. Hello, this is Dr. Mira. Hey, and I, I'm so glad to, uh, that, that I've finally got you on the show. I've actually, Mira, I've actually been thinking about doing this for quite a while, because I feel like there's so much you've got to offer. Um, and, and of course, I've worked with Mira since uh, 2011 when I was first introduced to her organization. Now, before we jump into um, the Soylent and how it was implemented, um, I, uh, I, I understand that you were the recipient of the Mother Teresa Award in India. Um, tell, me, tell me a little bit about that. Uh, Mother Teresa Award is usually given to the people who have uh, given their services, years of services, helping the poor uh, and the needy. And uh, this was uh, given to me in, uh, for the three consecutive years, recognizing my work, working for the most needy women and children. Uh, the, re the recognition given to me was basically because there was a lot of improvement in the lifestyle of the women and children, both socially, economically, and also education-wise, you know, a lot of children were sent back to the school and now, like, you know, they are continuing their education. And then the people who were deprived of water and sanitation were provided with water and sanitation facility. And th this helped them to uh, earn a uh, good income. Um, so all this is a part of it. It was an integrated development of the women. Uh, so that is the reason they recognized my work. And then that is the reason I got the award for three consecutive years great and you you talk part of that was sanitation so we're going to focus on sanitation so yeah. open defecation is currently a serious health issue in india as i'm aware 
and it has been an issue in some of the slums that Sapid watches over. So, so what are the, some of the issues that this slum uh, has had as a result of community members not having a toilet? Yeah, I mean, uh, it, there was a I mean, very pathetic situation that women had to walk around uh, one to two miles away from their wow. homes, and they have to do it either before the sunrise or after the dawn. And before the sunrise, because it's a forest area completely uh, spread with uh, thorny bushes and all, and there was a lot of uh, bees, lot of centipedes, lot of scorpions and snakes. And people so were actually getting had stung. To take Right, people are actually getting stung yeah, by yes. this. And wow. every house, every house has a case of a bee sting or a snake bite or a scorpion bite. Every wow. house. And uh, this was like you know, I mean, it was very, very, very horrible situation. And secondly, and you know, the young girls were from the age from 11 to 14 or 18 had to be accompanied by their mothers or grandmothers. And if they had to go alone, they faced lot of abuse. And, uh, you know, sexual abuse, actually, right? Sexual abuse, yes, sexual abuse. And, you know, the cases is like, you know, if you, I, I'll just uh, describe a case uh, where there were three girls who thought, you know, they'll accompany each other and then went for a walk, I mean, this thing, and for defecation. When they went there, there was a group of boys who opened their uh, pants and then they were like, you know, all this thing. And the ch children, I mean, between the age to 14, had to run away from the situation. And for the next three days, they went to the psychological repression. And they could not even share this because they were ashamed of sharing these things. And they were uh, like, you know, they, they went under the depression. They could not go to the toilet. And, you know, then we had to counsel them and find out what exactly has been done. So it is not just you know, have, not having no toilet, you know, it's a, a, an agony they're undergoing was much, much, much uh, beyond explanation. Wow. And I, I I think many of us take a normal toilet for granted. We, we, we don't have, most people that I am mingling with don't have to worry about um, any kind of abuse in every day using the bathroom. And this is just yes. an everyday thing for many people that don't even have access to a toilet. Yes. And it's not just, uh, I mean, I mean they, no, they don't have to face any abuse. There's no uh, strings, bee strings or scorpion bite. And most importantly, like they can concentration, uh, they can concentrate on their education. The children, the mothers can go for work. See, if they have to accompany their children for one hour, one and a half hour, by the time they come back, and they were not able to go to their work. Now they can attend to their um, work. I mean, usually because most of them are laborers, they can go to their work, and now they are able to earn income. And uh, you know, there's so many this thing. There were like old couples, specifically uh, the old couple. If there is a husband who is sick, the wife has to collect stool in the cover or in the cloth and had to walk to throw away that. But now she don't have to do that. The old couple are very happy because health-wise and the economic-wise also they are really uh, this thing because they can focus on the other activities. And they like you know basically uh, the the best part is the adult adolescent girls are free from abuse. Women are free from abuse because there were cases of three to four rape cases also. So they are free from all these things. So that's most important. Just sanitation is the result. Uh, having a sanitation facilities is 
like you know having their life for themselves wow so having a toilet affects uh social health it affects education it affects work it affects so many things um so so we've definitely identified the problem now um let's talk about the solution and there is there's good news here because a lot of these issues were solved um by implementing sanitation um let, let's yes. talk about that no people are very happy i mean they celebrated having see i mean usually in india we have a lot of festivals but they celebrated uh, having a toilet you know which was never done because having a toilet means having a freedom of abuse having a uh, like you know development it is the socio economic and cultural development and there's lot of relatives who banded them saying that you don't have toilet we don't want to come to your house but now you know culturally the relatives are turning up they're saying okay she has a toilet now we can go and attend the functions stay with them and so the relationship also the bonding also is developed and they are very safe the adolescent children are very safe women are safe and the pregnant women and lactation mother there's no mortality deaths the pregnant women don't have to walk miles to take the risk of running with the sting sting bee stings and all so now they are safe the pregnancy is safe wow and uh there there seems to be some other benefits from the toilet um and when i returned um and checked up on the toilets uh last year in fact that was exactly a year ago mira when i yeah. uh, checked up on the toilets and found that there were 150 built um yes and it was it was so interesting to see that many had actually used it for gardening can you talk a little bit yeah. about that yeah i see like you know um, because we have introduced uh, worms into the uh, toilet so th- it gets the th- th- compost like you know the compost manure is used in their gardens you know we have a like square foot gardening they develop though they have a small place they have a square foot gardening where they apply this manure to that and we have seen that there's lot of change in the um yield also like suppose if the vegetable uh, uh, this thing and we have seen there was more yield and the crop was also very healthy that the and vegetable people, yield uh, do not hesitate crops, because yeah. usually when they say i mean we thought there's going to be a stinking smell but there's no smell and it turns uh, to be totally compost and then it was used and people um, people from all over india are coming and looking it as a model and people want to replicate this model uh, everywhere all over in india wow and they are very happy because it is like you know for 5 years i mean people thought you know maybe first year it will be okay but after 5 years the solids will not be okay but they have seen the 5 years because the important part of the toilet is everybody thought the water will be contaminated yeah. because it is like a soakage model every drop of water percolates to the ground level and gets filtered i mean it's not that just percolating to the ground level ground level but it also i mean you know filters because it has got a sort of a filtering bed construction it the water gets filtered and then uh, go to the mainstream and we have also seen that it also help the bore wells because the water level is maintained wow so there's so much to the toilet it's not just the toilet but if you would have constructed a toilet then you know there was lot of uh, recurring money they don't they have to invest money every one year to um, you know um, flush out the drain water right But so here, like the truck look- comes in right 
And yes, uh, truck comes in and they have to spend lot of money for that, and then they have to wait for one year to flush out, and the entire area will be dirty. The cover will be broken, and again you need to reconstruct the cover. There's so many issues of cleaning up the this thing. But here you don't have to clean. For last five years, people are saying you don't have to clean. Every drop of water get uh, filtered and then uh, joins the mainstream, and there's no water problem issue, and um, it is easily cleaned, and easily maintained, and no smell, and it is very hygienic. Yes, and I know even when um, I. Uh, when I when I first came and and uh, with Help International and introduced the soilet, um, I I had been um, introduced to it by the the inventor in in Ghana, um, yeah. who had invented the 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 soilet, and even for me since I had learned the design, I I actually didn't know for sure if it wouldn't smell. I had to have faith <laughs> that yeah. the science would work and the worms would do their job. And then just to come yeah. back five years later um, to yeah. have no smell and that people are using these uh, using the manure in their garden and it's been safe and we had no problems. Um, that, yes. that was kind of a witness to uh, strengthen my faith in the soilet. Yeah. And so even me, um, who was designing yeah. it, I, I, I trusted it, but I didn't quite fully believe it until I got to see it. Yes, usually when we go into the conferences and talk about the soilet, so they always feel that we would like to, you know, see it. And when they come and see it, then they realize that it is much more than what we have talked about. Yeah. So when they see it, they say, okay, we are not just telling stories. But when they really see it, they say you have told very less thing about the soilet and this is much more. You and underplayed people say it. literally, yeah. yes. Yeah. So uh, actually, this year, hundred more are going to come up. People like scientists and development workers and high officials in India are coming and visiting. And uh, most importantly, the central government has recognized this and have uh, included in the Swachh Bharat mission. Yes, and Swachh Bharat means clean India, and that's the new yes um, the, the new initiative. This is implemented by. Um, Prime Minister Modi, correct? Yes, yes. It is this Modi's pet project, and this is actually a central government uh, project. Yeah. So right now, it's a little bit over 150 soilets in the slums that Sapid watches over. Um, but what yeah. is the, the central government, how far do they want to go with the soilet project? They have taken a small movie. Um, um, about they recorded the entire construction and uh, you know interviewed lot of people right. and then they have posted it in the YouTube and there's lot of people who would like to I mean take up this technology so 89 they have completed and there are around around another 50 to uh, go so there are around 17 in Medak uh, district wow. so it is spreading I mean it is a slow progress but yes it is spreading and lot of people are adopting it. So instead of disease spreading, the soilet is spreading. Yes. <laughs> the technology is spreading. Yes. Does the central government hope to take it as far as every province in in India? Yes, that is what uh, the YouTube says. Uh, I mean, the, um, the, the movie, which uh, the uh, movie was posted in the central government website. Yeah. And uh, people keep watching and then people uh, call us and uh, ask us about the technology. 
I know there's been a lot of initiatives by the government to implement community toilets, and I know that a, a lot of times they've been unsuccessful. I know when they've uh, I've I've known of so many s stories where where um, community toilets were implemented and then unsuccessful. So what what's the difference between what the government's done in the past, um, where it has been unsuccessful? What does it take for in, uh, toilets to be successful? Participation. People's participation. participation. See, uh, unless you make the people partners, I feel it will not be successful because wow. people have to own it. Uh, so tell me what specifically has been done with SAPID to make sure there was participation and ownership to make it successful. What what has SAPID done specifically with the toilet? Yeah, uh, so SAPID first conducts the community level meetings and then we will ask the community to select the beneficiaries. And they, the community themselves identify uh, the needy people and then the needy people will be given a training like saying these are the toilets which will be constructed and we tell them what exactly the toilets are, the construction model are and then we tell them what would be your participation. See a donation, 100% donation, a dole out if you give me, I may not value that much because it, it has come free of cost. But when my money is involved, I know I feel yes, my hard work is involved, my money is involved. So that participation is needed. When that participation is needed, success is automatically, and you have seen. See, we have constructed 155. All 155 is successful. Yes. Which and is I very rare thing, you know. 100% success is not found uh, everywhere. But I'm very proud to say that 100% success is here in the toilet. Wow. And there's so much that that governments and nonprofit organizations can learn from this model of ownership and participation. I think it's huge. Um, and it's something that the US government still has trouble with. We're really good at helping people and pouring cash into other governments and, and so we can say we're helping them, but often we have nothing to show for it. I'm, I'm confident that every dollar that's spent on this that has participation with the, the soilets is well used. That, um, that's definitely a fantastic model. Now, I have a little surprise for you. Um, yes. So, and, and we had talked about this earlier last summer and it, the pro it never actually happened. But, yeah. so for those who are listening, SAPID is a very lean organization with only a handful of women. And it's only run by seven women. It doesn't receive large government grants. So they are supported by the Hill Foundation Unlike large organizations, there's a lot of resources that uh, SAPID does not have, including a Facebook page. Now, I'm proud to announce that I have created the SAPID Facebook page, and I will make Thank you, you so Mira, uh, a, an administrator of that Facebook page. Thank you so much, John. I mean, it, uh, I'm very humbled. Dr. Mira, um, yeah. or should I say Mother Teresa? <laughs> Um, no, 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 Doctor Mira, Mother Teresa. Long way to go to reach out, Mother Teresa. Um, just Mira. But definitely in the steps of of Mother Teresa. I'm very appreciative for all the things you do. Thank you for joining us on on the show, um, and mm -hmm. I think we'll definitely have you on the show uh, again in the future. Thank you so much. That was Doctor Mira Kader, the director of SAPID, joining us from Hyderabad, India. 
If you'd like to be one of the first followers of Sapit's Facebook page, we've put the link in the show notes. And now for my promised announcement. If you're listening to this podcast early in the day on Monday, June 19th, 2017, you will be among the first to get this news. Now, if you're listening to this on a later day, you may have already heard the news if you're following me on social media. This announcement actually has to do with Soylets. So get this. After going through a competitive application process, I have been selected as a speaker at TEDx, Salt Lake City. I'll be doing a talk on how both engineering and international development can be combined into the single discipline called Injevelopment in order to solve the world's most important problems. And, and I'll be using the Soylent as a case study. The event is on September 9th, and the tickets should go on sale around uh, June 10th, I think. So come on over to the event. Um, my parents are probably going, so if you're going by yourself, you can probably uh, go sit by my parents. And let me give you one final word about Soylets. When we were in India in 2011, implementing the Soylet, my volunteer team felt like we needed some business slogans for the epic Soylet project. I'll only give you one of our little Soylet slogans that, that we made up. Um, and he, Here's one of them. Quote, as part of the Soylet project, we are number one in the number two business. Yeah, and that's all. Thanks for listening. Once again, you can follow Sapid on Facebook if you just click on the link that we put in the show notes. Also, if this is your first time listening to the show, make sure you find our show in your podcast app. Look us up, UN-Uninformed. If you're liking the show, leave us a review on iTunes. That helps people find us. The theme music is provided by Dee Dee Dumbo. My name is Sean Seavey, and you've been listening to Un-Uninformed. Thanks, everybody.